Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. So uh, we were going to talk about candles and false scents and how fallish we're feeling, but I think we actually yes. need to address the incredible Mercury retrograde that everyone's having. <laughs> yes, this is this is very extreme. I mean, Facebook, Instagram, no, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp all had a extremely bad. Well, and you know what's wild? Retrograde. On that same day, all of our campus systems also stopped working. <laughs> is your campus owned by Facebook? <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Is all well, the fun- it wasn't all of the systems, it was just all of the student information systems. So oh, like okay, I had okay. to cancel like six appointments with students just being like, God. I don't know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I don't want you to have to actually come to the appointment only right. to find out that I have no idea what any of your background looks like. <laughs> it was so chaotic. Well, it was so it was so random is that I went to sleep probably like at 10 o'clock. I woke up and all this chaos had happened. Like it <laughs> was just all, like that gift from community where he walks <laughs> in with the pizza boxes and there's like every, everything's on everyone fire. It's like fire. And I'm like, what happened here? Yeah. What did I miss? That's true because the outage mostly happened while it was the middle of the night. In middle Korea. of the night for me. Exactly. So I was like, so everyone's like, you know, well, you know, down with Facebook, up with Twitter. I was like, what? What? what happened? What's going on? Like, what happened? Why are Did someone dying about people's grandma? I don't understand. Did capitalism finally fall? What was going on? You know? <laughs> Did I miss the end of the world while I was sleeping? I used it as an excuse to get way more people to join Signal, which is my favorite messaging oh, app. Oh, yes. It is not Facebook uh-huh. or Instagram related. <laughs> yes. Well, it's much safer anyway. So I think it's a good transition sort of app to go to. Yeah, the privacy is all really great. And also I think that it's nice because I have an Android and when people add me to to actual group chats, like via text message, Mm -hmm. they get so mad at me for not using iMessage. Oh yeah. Yeah, Signal allows me to still like react to stuff and other people react to stuff without there being the whole Android shenanigans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is not an ad for any of those tech conglomerates, (laughs) but it's just been a hell of a Mercury retrograde. And I just feel like we just need to be so careful. We need to slow yes. so far down because things yes, are going totally. super wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Exactly. Do what you need to do to get through this Mercury retrograde. It's almost over. We have until like the 18th. So we have like a week and a half left. Oh, really? So this so, is going to come out after it's over. I think it's going to come out right, at the as same time ending. as it's okay. ending. Yes. Awesome. So, <laughs> so you've got a few more days, everybody, a few more days. Hold on. Yeah. Hopefully you <laughs> successfully lived through this time. <laughs> yes. 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 Car of the day. I am so. picking car of the day, and I'm using the Hilda tiles today because every other deck Yay. kind of rejected my interest. Hilda will always love you. Hilda so. has to always love me because I love her so much, and those are the rules, right? Is that how that works? <laughs> yes. All yes. right, and I got the chariot as our card of the day. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I love the chariot. I like that. We're gonna oh. get through this. We're gonna be strong we are. and put one foot in front of the other, and I love it. And that actually kind of feels relevant to our first question. Yeah, we're gonna be victorious over. All the stuff. All the stuff. First question of the episode is from Joanna, and she says, Hi, ladies. I am back with an update and a new question. About a year ago, I asked about 
how to best handle both my creative marketing business and my new spiritual business. Back then, I was struggling with this, the weird energy with my business partner in my creative company as my other business began to take I off. I remember that question. Yes, I do. I was like, yes, I remembered. <laughs> to recap, the Eight of Cups and the Knight of Cups came night of cups, not the nine of cups, the night of cups <laughs> came out as the solution. And boy, was that accurate. I did have rose colored glasses on when it comes to being able to manage both businesses. What did I just say? Businesses. <laughs> businesses. <laughs> businesses. <laughs> Looking back on the eight of cups, I do feel it's time to move on. I never thought I would say that as it's been my profession for over 15 years, but lately I've been extremely burned out. Mm -hmm. My spiritual business is showing more promising growth and money than, than design ever has. However, I'm unable to put the time I need into it because most of my time is spent at my other company. As time passes, I'm becoming more and more overwhelmed and ready to go. Leaving the company means I will be putting a lot on my partner, so I've been thinking of ways to approach this topic and what the best way to go about it would be. I'm unsure of when to have this talk with her and also unsure of when to officially make my, make my exit. Mm. What do the cards have to say? Thank you for trusting us with a second part of this question. I'm sorry you're going I know. this. <laughs> I know. So stressful. But I feel like maybe timing and then how to approach it might make the most sense. Yeah, I think so. I think like a timing, how to approach it sequence would work. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to reach for a card that like flew under the table. Oh like, no! Come back. <laughs> get get over here. All right, timing. Timing. Okay. I got strength, and I got the three of swords. Okay, so I think that it's really saying that the timing is now because you're already yeah. feeling as crushed as you possibly can, and you have the strength to do it now. Right. I think to me immediately it was like rip off the bandage. Yeah, exactly. Like just... It's not going to help. Anything <laughs> Don't wait for to it. Wait longer. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I guess then strategies, like what should you be, how should you go about like having the Like strategy to go about, yeah, having the talk. Strategy yeah. for the talk. I mean, I honestly think it's just going to say, tell her you're overwhelmed. I think, yeah. the, especially right now, this is like corporations in general are not sympathetic of what people are going through and we're being forced into situations by like capitalism that we're not into. But as individuals, uh -huh. I feel like people are really understanding right now of like right. yes. not being able to do stuff anymore. Like right. I'm overwhelmed. Right. I can't keep doing this. Well, I got the nine of cups. Wait, and the are nine... you serious? I got the nine, yeah, the of, nine cups of cups too. And what's your second card? Wait, hold on. Before I jinx you. <laughs> the world. Okay, I got the nine of swords. Okay. So definitely like being open and honest about that anxiety and kind of like what you've built. Too. Yeah. Because to me, that nine of cups is being honest of like, I'm going to pursue something that's going to be fulfilling to me in this well, way. Especially with the world also. It's like, this is what we've, this is what, and maybe you can do it in the context of your relationship with this colleague also. Yeah. Look at what we've built together. Look at all that we've accomplished. It's now killing me. And that mm -hmm. doesn't take away from all of the work and energy we put mm -hmm. towards it. But in order to go from the nine of swords to the world, I have to change and I have to yeah. change what's yeah. going on. Yeah. But I think focusing on like, you know, look at all we've accomplished together is the right yes. move with the, especially getting two nines of cups. Yeah, totally, 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 totally. Like the nine of, especially cups. the nine of cups was the, uh, when she's eating the ice cream, right? Yeah. She's eating the ice cream. God, I love her. She so really much. likes our podcast, that Nine of Cups. I know. The Nine of Cups is like, we're doing this. We're doing this. But yeah, yeah, I think that like 
yeah, focusing on everything you've done and then saying like, in order to reach my next set of goals, I can't keep doing this thing that's killing me is the way to yeah. do it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And as long as I feel, based especially on the two Nine of Cups, I feel like, especially if you don't make it seem like all of the work that you put into this together was for nothing, she'll mm-hmm. be okay with it. Like, really emphasize yeah. how much you've already accomplished. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, rejoice in what you've accomplished already together. Like, allow that moment to happen. Yeah. And say, but for myself, because of what... The overwhelmed feeling, the anxiety that's being here, even blaming the pandemic yeah. would help too, because it's a huge thing to ha- for a whole society to have gone through. And it probably is part of the problem. Sense. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> everything is just piling on, yeah. and you you need to move on from this thing that you've built together. And that's not a bad thing, and that's not a negative thing no. at all. And I think people like it, that's a really hard thing for people to do in general. And so learning yeah, how to yeah. do that is really cool and important Mm -hmm. totally totally people just get really avoidant when they feel like they're gonna hurt somebody's feelings but yeah yeah that's why we promise to each other that if we ever decide that the podcast can't happen anymore we just need to say it to say it exactly through it rather than right right progressively less and less interested until it just disintegrates Exactly. Although I do feel like that was not that that was happening over the summer, but I do feel like there's a really distinct difference between like life being too crazy to consistently do weekly versus oh, like in right. general being too burnt out from something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because we we decided that if it ever became not fun, right. then we would stop. Exactly. That was kind of like our pact from the start. From the very like, beginning. Yeah. So if you know this job is not fun years. anymore. I know. Just really. <laughs> I almost I almost spoke in Korean to you. That's how that was like. I would love that. I would have no idea what you're saying. I feel like I need to start watching Squid Games just so that I can like understand what you people can are understand talking about. Talking about. Although there's some it's TikToker okay. who was like, oh, the translations on oh. for the subtitles right, yeah. are fucking terrible. <laughs> no, uh, she was being disingenuous. Oh, really? To be honest. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> she was. She accidentally turned on the dubbed English oh. subtitles instead of the actual subtitles for the tra- for the translation. Oh, so she And when people thing. called her on it, she started to delete comments. Oh, no. I, I had conversations with translators about Oh, this. my God. Okay. So, well, that yeah, was yeah, my yeah. only context for what so, happened. So, spoiler alert. She was... She she was being disingenuous. So <laughs> I didn't even realize that they would do subtitles. Okay. So if you put it on dubbed, like if you watch the yeah, English, the English dub, dub, the subtitles version has that. subtitles. So the yes, dubbing exactly. is inaccurate, but is, the subtitles yeah, the dubbing. are. That makes right. sense. Cause dubbing is like yeah. never the way to go with. Yeah. Dubbing is, yeah, it's, I understand like from a, um, like a standpoint of supporting people like who cannot see access, why you would true. want the like access wise, but also, you just lose a lot when you just kind of refuse to read subtitles. Right. And that goes for any movie. So This is going to be the <laughs> most uh, terrible comparison. Not terrible for That's any okay. bad reasons, but... Uh, yeah, it, I was. I am a big but inconsistent fan of the 90 Day Fiance franchise. Oh yes, yes. And right now, the other way is showing, and the other way is where Americans go to other countries to marry their loves or whatever. And first of all, uh-huh. every single American on the show is just like a delusional weirdo. <laughs> so that's one thing. But the other thing is that you have to read so many more subtitles because it's all oh, taking right. place in these other people's countries. Exactly and right. So with the regular 90 Day Fiance. 
I can just have it on in the background, like not even paying attention. Yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. But with the other way, I'm always like having to actually have the screen up so that I can watch the subtitles uh-huh. as needed. Yes, yes, And yes. I'm like, I'm glad that they're doing that rather than like forcing people into speaking English just because it's a American mm-hmm. show. And then like right, having right. no nuance at all. Like there was this situation. This is like for our reality TV <laughs> our podcast, TV not podcast. for this one. But there was this situation where this one guy, they've been on the show for like seasons and seasons and seasons, Sumit and Jenny. Do you watch it at uh-huh. all? No. I have, I okay, I have seen some episodes and then I would watch like random astrology stuff about these couples. <laughs> like on, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube videos. Like YouTube and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> like, like dissecting their natal charts and stuff. I'm like, ooh, this is interesting. That's hilarious. Like, <laughs> so Sumit and Jenny have this whole really long backstory because he was catfishing her originally and then he came clean. They stayed together. She's like 30 years older than him. She moved to India to marry him and then found out that he was already married. And then his family had to pay this huge amount of money for a divorce, blah, 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 blah. And Jenny is this like 70 year old Californian woman who's like, I don't understand why you won't marry me and why your family hates me so much. And he's talking to his family. And I think finally, for the first time, maybe they got his parents to participate Uh a little bit more. And so all of his parents stuff is subtitled. And they're basically saying like, our community is abandoning us because you are marrying this really old American lady. Like, Oh, you're not helping us with anything in our house because she won't Uh let you move, live with us. She can't give you any children. There's like social stigma that's preventing our community from supporting us when there are problems. And I was uh-huh. like, all, I mean, first of all, this couple's insane anyway. So I, it's not like I was right, right, right. For exactly. Them, but yeah. Those three <laughs> things are things that would have been so helpful for Jenny to know like yes. four seasons ago. Yeah. Because she could have. Like, why didn't he tell her? Like, this is he's how a weird our liar. culture works. He's a weird I know, liar. I know. <laughs> She's she delusional and he's a catfisher. I know. <laughs> The the reason they found out he was married is that they were like in their little apartment and uh, his wife's family burst in and kidnapped him to make him return to his wife. (laughs) Esther, this show is so insane. (laughs) Okay, I've got to find it streaming somewhere because now I need to have this in my life. Yeah. Like full time. So I personally like the other way a lot more. Than okay, regular okay, 90 yeah. Day Fiance. Because I think that in that, I mean, you are in a cross-cultural marriage. What do you guys refer to it as? Usually here it's like international marriage yeah. is how they turn. Oh my it. God. I don't, well, I don't know there's the proper... one in like the first couple of seasons that you will absolutely hate where it's a really like a Utah teen who already has uh-huh. a kid who moves to Korea and her oh, Korean fiance is kind of a dum-dum. But they already have a baby together and she is so obsessed with Korean culture, but hates this guy so much. It's just such a dichotomy. Like she loves, she wants, she really wants to be like as involved in Korean culture as much as she can, but Uh she truly does not like her fiance. Like she thinks he's just a total fuck up. Oh, wow. But also he like hadn't told her that he had gotten in trouble for like selling stolen cell phones and stuff. So there's a lot of chaos. But she's like really judgmental about the size of apartments. And my only experience in Korea is you. Oh, that's normal. And I'm like, I just think apartments in Korea are small. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the cost of living is too high for you to be in a giant apartment as young people. The real estate market is just really tight. Yeah, yeah. Like for someone who has a record, like he he would. (laughs) I mean, just legitimately. I know. Well, that's what I was also not thinking. A lot of like, money. Korea just legalized tattoos. Like they have, yes. they're very maybe, anti-crime. Maybe we're not even there right now. <laughs> it's like, a gray we're area. On the cusp, currently. We're on the cusp. <laughs> you know, but I just, it's like criminalization yeah. stuff is heavy in Korea. Heavy. Selling yeah, stolen yeah, cell, yeah. cell phones is 
something that could impact your ability to find housing. Exa- yeah, to find a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like apartments that have like I would say apartments that have like three rooms, not even like bedrooms, yeah. just three rooms, yeah. like and a living room and a kitchen is like probably 20 grand in cash down yeah that's not even so wild to me about it like like not even a housing loan to get that cash you have to have have that cash before you even go get a loan and like you the problem that you've been running into with finding housing is that the actual availability of places is so low exactly you cannot find an available place especially in like non-soul like not huge cities right and especially if she's in seoul the housing market there is super expensive okay you're gonna your blood pressure is gonna like skyrocket when you see this girl (laughs) and how she's interacting with her in-laws and stuff but her mother-in-law i think you'll find very charming because she's okay okay kind of like well you're kind of an idiot aren't you like when they're cooking and stuff which is (laughs) adorable anyway you have to find it this is not for this podcast but i just no it's so it's so bananas esther and also I think it's like similar to shows like which is another garbage show that I also got really into because of my friend Jackie who's the trash TV <laughs> manipulator of the world Queen she came of to the visit world. and she yeah. just put on uh, Love After Lockup which is a show about oh, people like no. ex-cons who get out of prison I and then heard move in with their, show. with their partners <laughs> and it's again the situation where the people that are framed as being the normal people. So like in uh-huh. 90 day fiance, the American people or in love after lockup, the non convicted felons or whatever, they're the right. ones who are the most delusional and incapable of like reacting to things and behaving normally. Oh my God. And in both of these shows, it's just like, Oh wow. This is really like, uh, flipping some expectations of like xenophobia and like American exceptionalism completely on their uh-huh. head because the standard American whatever in both situations right. are the ones who are completely fucked up. So it's like both <laughs> juicy and wild, but also a little uh-huh. bit subversive because it makes okay. like the ex-cons look like, I mean, not always, but a lot of the times makes them look like very you have a lot of compassion for them because a lot of them were locked up first when they were like 17 and then they got out of prison and because of the way that the prison industrial complex works just like have been in prison their entire adult lives so for Mm -hmm. them to be immature and wild you kind of get it because you're like yeah you were never given a chance to grow up or be on the outside anyway apparently i have a lot of feelings about these shows we have feelings separate reality show podcast (laughs) because you also love reality tv yeah oh yeah 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 reality tv is my favorite genre (laughs) Like, yeah. I mean, other than like what we do in the shadows. Oh my God. Have you been watching the most recent season? Yes. Okay. I haven't seen the episodes four and five yet. I think I've almost caught up to like, but I just did season three yesterday. Like started it. I pretty much started it over because I tried to watch it and then got distracted. I've been laughing uproariously in every episode. Oh yeah. It's been, it's been a really nice, like solid season. Yeah. I've been enjoying it. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. That was like a full 10 minutes of talking about TV. A banter about TV. Sorry, listener. We have a lot of feeling and TV is coming back because like everything was recorded when vaccines were starting to roll out and COVID protocols were there. And so now there's like new seasons of stuff and I just love, exactly. I love television. Yeah. Yeah, it's How the best. How cheesy is that? I, I used <laughs> to be really embarrassed to admit my love of romance novels and my love of uh-huh. television, but I feel like 
maybe no, the internet made anymore. it so that it was easier to oh no sort of i'm known in my D group for being like the horny romance girl so like full-blown <laughs> monster romance be. girl somebody has because to be. we we all developed a lesson called billionaire banshee is based on a game mm. called billionaire banshee where you draw two cards one's a good attribute and one's like something really weird so it's like you know he has like a porsche but he has a tail oh. like would you marry the would you like, like yeah would this be a viable person <laughs> And Actually, so, the um, Porsche is the bigger red flag for me than yeah, the tail. Yeah, it's like, uh, what color is that Porsche? What color is that Porsche? Yeah, exactly. Okay. How yeah. old were they when they bought it? And why did they think it was a good idea? And why did they buy it? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I'm known as, like, yeah, the girl who's like, yeah, like, if you... Sure, cares? a tail, horns, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> exactly. Whatever. So. I also feel like now that Ice Planet Barbarians got so, so viral, I just think that everyone uh-huh. should remember that we've been talking about that on the podcast for at least Four a year and years. a half. Four years. Like two years, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least two years. I feel like we mentioned on Patreon super early. Yeah, like exactly. we were we've been out about it for like we were the original. Yeah, exactly. And now it's like so it got so viral that they're releasing the first two books in paperback. I the paperbacks are cover. Gorgeous. They're so I'm good. Order them. So gorgeous. And speaking Ugh. of another total digression, but our friend Katie Robert, who we both oh, follow yes. on Patreon and love so much. She has a new book coming out that she commissioned like an old school style romance cover. It's still a monster mm-hmm. romance, but the illustration is like classic early 90s Joanna Lindsay, like painted yeah. oil painting level of this couple, which is a dragon and this woman. Yeah. And it is so cool that I want it. To, I want to print it like I want it as a print, copy. like a print on demand or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because I'm yeah. sure it's way too expensive to have it be like, since it's an indie book yeah. to release yeah. it and whatever, but maybe she'll make it available to her Patreon supporters or something. Yeah. Or like a book. Cause I know she has like a book box or something. So she may like do something like that. Katie, do this for all of your books. I know. Please Katie. How much do we, we have to support you, so you on Patreon to get illustrated covers? $5,000. Dollies. <laughs> Um, I'll give you $5,000. Dolly Parton's a month. <laughs> anyway, we actually have a second question and a whole deck we to do. review. So we need to you know. move on. But we actually like shorten our banter. So that's true. That's we'll just true. give you we'll the just banters notes. one third of the way through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Our second question is from Irene. And Irene says, hi, yeah. Love, love, love the podcast. Long, longtime tarot student and deck collector. I have a struggle with daily tarot practice that I hope you can help me look into. Many examples that I see using tarot in a daily practice are with decision-making. I'm a very decisive person and have rarely needed help here. I feel I have good intuition on my decision-making as well. I've used tarot for nightly reflections, but I'm a mental health therapist and do this in other ways often. What are some other creative ways to use tarot? What guidance would spirit slash tarot have for me in regards to a daily practice then? What's a decisive girl to do? I will say I kind of relate to this. I relate to it so much. <laughs> I don't really make decisions based on tarot. I look at like situations or energy based on tarot and then I make the decision. I don't even like, always do that. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, that would have been a really good situation to draw cards for. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's, not, it's like an all the time. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but like if I do a daily card, usually per usual, it's in my Trapper Keeper. Today's card was Seven of Swords. No. Oh. My, my big old iPad Trapper Keeper. I here. love it. And that's usually what I do yeah. for a daily card. It's not anything like super duper decisive. Right. It's more you know? just like a theme for the day rather yeah. than like a how Like an energy go. that's going to gonna influence me, I think, is kind of how I kind of see my card of the day. Or alternatively, another way to do it would be to just pull a card just to like almost meditate on the things about that card. So rather than having yeah. it be personalized 
card of the day. Mm -hmm. Have it be like a study focused card of the day. I think that that's probably the thing you could do the most easily to just start doing a card of the day without having it be about you. So rather than thinking like what card, what is my card for the day? Think what card should I learn more about today or whatever? What card should I explore the energies of today? And then have it be like more of an assignment rather than a like Mm -hmm. guidance thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pivoting like intentionally to that educational aspect could like result in a lot of like depth that you hadn't explored before right yeah that sounded really smart Esther. i know what, what a sentence i'm so amazed we're using big words here See, we can do both we can talk about love after lockup and then go immediately into wise wisdom wise wisdom <laughs> like that sentence good job holly um but i also yeah. think maybe like choosing something else like pull a card for your dog yeah. or pull a card for i don't know like, or like, even if you wanted to look at the astrological, because oh, I know that sometimes idea. like the astrological signs of a card matter or like there's days of the year and there's wheels of the year that people make of like astrological associations. I feel like tarot correspondences by T.S. Chang from Forge's Wheelhouse. If you I think got that's her that name. on the first try, I'm going to be so gonna amazed. <laughs> Me too, because it's like 11.45 at night. I know. Uh, I think it's tarot correspondences. Oh, it turns out Googling tarot correspondence. Oh, yeah. T.S. Chang. T.S. Chang. Chang. Esther, what the hell? (laughs) You are like on a roll today. (laughs) What did I do? This is the Seven of Swords coming out. I know. Uh, (laughs) You're like, I have my tart sparkling lemonade and I am nailing Nailing it. (laughs) But yeah, I think that has like a, if I remember correctly, that has a wheel inside of a year. And so every day a card changes basically depending on the astro stuff. You know, this is not going to be as impressive because I don't remember the name of the book or the author, but another thing that you could do daily is I'm turning away from the mic for a second. Microphone. Fully Cause you're ashamed away, looking over <laughs> towards my bookshelf. Uh, what the hell is it called? It's that tarot book that has a spread assigned for each day. Oh, who is that by? Where is it even? It was a, wasn't it like a Llewellyn book, right? I think that I'm spread of the day, spread of the. It's something like that. I'm gonna look at my Amazon purchases because I'll just admit yeah. that I bought it on Amazon. Um, oh, yeah. So and also, uh, T. Susan Chang also has Thirty Six Secrets: A Decanic Journey Through the Minor Arcana, which also oh, I believe has cool. some learning. Which yeah, I think that has also a tarot wheel or that one is the one with the tarot wheel either way she's amazing buy her shit it's cool so um and i was thinking of oh nope that's not what i wanted to look at wow i've bought cosmic tarot so many times there's like at least four that i've purchased <laughs> oh just God. on amazon and that doesn't even include the one that i got on ebay because it was the original um whatever which i love so much where is it it is called 365 tarot spreads revealing the magic in every day and it doesn't even have the author listed oh sasha graham 
So oh, that's right. the yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. I like about this is that it is spreads. Some of them are like kind of serious, like actual introspective ones. Some of them are themed around TV shows or movies. And the reason that I like that is that it isn't, you have you don't have to make any decisions because they're literally labeled right. by date. So it'll be like yeah. May 6th, here's this spread or October 7th, this is the spread or whatever. So uh-huh. rather than you having to like pull a card about your day or think about what you want to be learning about yourself, you can do it every day to just pull these sample spreads that are assigned based on the date. So you don't yes. have to, you don't have to think about it. You can just pull cards yeah. based on that. And it's a little bit fun. Um, some of them are like really adorable and like goofy or whatever, but it kind of mm-hmm. relieves the pressure of you having to think of what you want to talk about. Yeah. And just allows yourself to do the tarot spreads just for the sake of doing it and getting that practice. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And she kind of also, it seems like she wanted to have some cards yes. as sort of like an encouragement. Absolutely. So, we, we but I get the decisiveness thing. Sometimes it's really funny yeah. to think about how, like, when you first get into tarot, you start pulling cards for literally everything. Everything. And then eventually yeah. you just sort of stop doing that. <laughs> and you're like, you well, can, it's kind of like you gain confidence right. in your decisive like decisive abilities oh my gosh i'm gone now no we had decision really making abilities no, you're fine i think that i peaked part of your charm is how you notice your errors so much faster than anyone else does everyone else is like, sure, i'm just whatever. like it flies out of my mouth and then i'm like i can't take it back you're living no. in an entire society where you're only speaking in korea or you're speaking in korean way more than you're speaking in english and hearing yeah. Korean way more than you're speaking. This is true. Hearing Korean way more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got the Ace of Swords for what daily practice could look like. Okay. And I got the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, nine of cups again. What deck are you using? <laughs> I'm using the uh, Fifth Spirit Tarot. And like, I wasn't sure if it was like upside oh, down yeah. to be like a, like a six or like an 11. <laughs> so I was like, uh, how many? Let me just count the cups just to make sure. Wait. So it was sorry. I said nine, nine of, of cups. Cu- okay. Nine of cups and ace, yeah. of wand- or ace of swords. Yeah. I think that probably doing something that is like pretty unique to you to sort of build mm-hmm. off of your established knowledge would be helpful. Like they yeah. want you to keep digging in that's where the sort of ace of swords comes into play but it isn't saying like you need to start fully over at the bottom of like right like you know the most basic level daily card pulls no i think that that book might be a good idea yeah well it to me it's like it's it's saying that you're kind of up for a challenge yeah because with that ace of swords you're ready to sharpen yourself and thinking about that there are so many monthly challenges so maybe at the beginning oh, of each yeah, month true. you just choose a monthly challenge on on instagram instagram lion hearts yeah. does a lot of them but there's always different tarot challenges going on mm-hmm. and just follow one of those to give direction to your daily draws rather than having yeah. to just have like a more generic theme yeah, especially like so you don't have to think up everything all the right. time because that can be really intimidating too. Yeah. It's like for that pressure to be on you. So definitely something established that can be challenging right. to you. And even if it doesn't feel intimidating, maybe just like boring or overwhelming or uninteresting when you're trying to like yeah. do your actual life too. Not boring, but yeah. I guess a lack of motivation to do that every single day can be really mm-hmm. alleviated by somebody just telling you, on this day, we do these things. Exactly, exactly. Awesome. Well, Patreon shout outs. Patreon, Patreon love. We love you, Patreon supporters. So as per usual, we are going to pull cards for our newest Patreon supporters who we appreciate so much. 
And we caught up as of last week's episode. Yeah. So these are new people. New people. So thank you so much for supporting us. Yeah, we love it. We appreciate you so much. And I'm switched to zombie tarot because tis the season for some spooky. <laughs> okay, four, five, six, seven. And our first person is Jenna. And your card is the Ten of Swords from zombie tarot. Oh, no. oh my God, Jenna. Take some rest. Yeah, Stop seriously. getting stabbed by needles. <laughs> You're fine. And our second car, our second supporter is Jamie. And Jamie got the Knight of Wands. That is very Jamie. Yes, this is true. <laughs> and our last supporter for today is Charlie B. And your card is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two. Is that two? Yeah. Nope. Three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven. Zombie terror is so thick. Yeah. Your card is the Five of Cups. Ooh. Good luck. Charlie Good B. Good luck, Charlie B. Awesome. And our only announcement is just, again, pre-order our book. We have a couple more decks from the book that we need to review on the podcast. And we're also going to plan a big extravaganza when we get a little bit closer for all of our contemporary yes. decks, which we have not done yes, an episode yes. about. Um, but like we've been saying for a while, the deck is or the book is being released. I'm so excited about it. We're all so excited I know. about it. Every time I open it up and look at our amazing uh centerfold which is like yes. a timeline of tarot history and then a bunch of stuff about how to read tarot i think it's just something so special and all of the solabuska cards in the back that you can tear up and use it's just amazing actually they're already it's not perforated they're it's already, like a full blown yeah, card which is nice it's almost scholastic level but we've already done the tearing for you so don't worry about <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> uh, if you really need something perforated because you love tearing things apart i'll send you something perforated it won't be tarot yes. related it'll just be a perforated <laughs> sheet of cards because <laughs> i get it i like tearing things out of yeah yeah too. exactly we enjoy, we love it it's just so good <laughs> awesome yes all right, so deck review time. Yay! This is funny to go from talking about our book to talking about this deck because this deck is published by our same publisher. Yes. Yay! So we are talking about Real Talk Tarot, which is by Juanita Lindano Gavaria. And she is an editorial and children's book illustrator from Medellin, Colombia. She likes drawing characters and environments in vibrant colors, texture, details, and emotions to bring people on a journey. She relishes seeing life through the lens of magical realism that is so deeply connected to her Latin American roots. Uh, short synopsis of the deck from the publisher. It says the tarot deck of our day, real talk tarot complete with a guidebook and keepsake box speaks to our present day icons and struggles with updated illustrations, featuring relatable archetypes and scenes. Let's be real. <laughs> Okay. Oh, this yes. is funny because we don't, I, as we learned from writing the book, you don't write your own blurbs, but the voice right. of this blurb reminds me so much of the voice of the blurb for our book. I was like, yes, yes. I wonder if the same person wrote this. I, yeah, probably to be honest. I know. Seriously. It says, let's be real. Modern life can feel surreal, surreal and disorienting. Sometimes this tarot deck updated from the classic writer weight version is perfect for everyone from novice to expert. Who's looking for guidance in today's world which often feels like it's on fire. Each of the 78 cards is connected to today's world by characters and situations you might encounter any day. Some of the illustrations are lighthearted, like the King of Cups depicted as a handsome barista, and some are less so, such as the Seven of Wands represented by a heated political protest on the streets, which I love as a Seven of Wands. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, But each card is a true experience of life today while staying true to its original tarot meaning. 
The beautifully illustrated, highly giftable deck comes with an interpretation interpretation guidebook so beginners and experts alike can read the card. The deck and book come with a beautiful keepsake box, which I have criticisms of just because of my box yeah. needs. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you're looking to add a unique deck to your collection or are just beginning your tarot journey, Real Talk Tarot is a fresh take on tarot that you need right now. Okay. So the level of, level of reader it's appropriate for truly is beginner. Like it is. I think so. Yeah. Really, really approachable. And I was looking through the booklet and I love this method of doing it. So obviously mm-hmm. it starts with like what tarot means and a couple of basic spreads. But then there's like a two page just quick reference guide to all of the different Mm -hmm. meanings. And then it goes into a non-illustrated, but list of every single card in the deck. It says upright meanings, reverse meanings. And then also there's like a little sentence at the very beginning. So like, uh, the tower, when your life feels like a late stage Jenga game or Uh the ace of pentacles, a lucky penny or whatever. So you can kind of like, yeah, think things through from a really simplistic perspective, but then also read more in depth if you'd like to. So I feel like Mm -hmm. it would be super approachable for somebody who's like truly brand new. Yeah. I also think this is a great deck. I hate to say for the youths or for teenagers, (laughs) but as a first deck, it's like really vibrant and really modern and really fun. The art style is really neat and youthful. Yeah. There were several cards that I was thinking like, if this were available in a large print, I would purchase it on my wall. Totally, totally like, say it's very fun. It's very our vibe. Like mm-hmm. exactly, yes, it's cool. Very much so. Very natural, but fun and lots of house very, very plants. Cool. The yes. actual like human figure drawing is kind of like uh, simplified lines, so they feel mm-hmm. sort of cartoony, but like in a very cool style that I think that a lot of us would like recognize from sort of like Instagram art and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, you can find it anywhere because it is a mass market deck. So wherever you buy your tarot decks, the publisher is actually Becker and Meyer, which is a different publishing house within our Quarto publishing area. Um, but you can find it literally anywhere. Yeah. And I forgot that I had pre-ordered it. So the publisher sent us copies and then I received a copy yesterday and was like, oh, <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, because we didn't realize that we were going to get kind of review copies of it. Yeah, so. it was a nice That's surprise. Really cool. I love it when that happens. Me too. So the specs for the deck, the cards are a little bit wider than standard and a little bit shorter mm-hmm. than standard. I would say that some people would refer to this as like standard Oracle size. Yeah. Um. So they're a little bit of a different shape. Are they actually, they're the same height. They're just wider, just wider. They're slightly bigger than tarot cards. Yeah. Um, my main criticism of the entire thing is that the deck is split into two in the box, which I, Oh hate. yeah. And I've expressed I that the box as a pet peeve a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. only thing that I do know though, is that there's also like a stand within it, like a paper stand to get the two oh, pieces yeah. of the deck level. And when you take that out, you actually can fit the deck and the book oh. back into the box and have it still close. But oh. it shakes yeah, around shaking. a lot. Yeah. I just, I know why people make a decision to have two piece decks. And I know that it's because of book sizes and they want to be able to fit the book into the box. And I get that, but it drives me crazy because I think it's way harder to store. Yeah. I just threw the box away. And <laughs> so that's how I feel about two piece box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're like, I'm, I'm you can sorry. try to force me into it and I'm not going to be forced into no, it. I'm, I'm going to put throw, it in a bag. I'm going to put the recycling. Exactly. <laughs> 
But I was happy to, because the worst case scenario is when then the box is too narrow to fit anything in it if you have the yeah. deck all stacked together. So I was happy to see that that's not the case. So like okay, I can good. keep the book and the deck in the box still without the additional paper in it. Um, mm-hmm. But man, it's just like a yeah. huge pet peeve of mine. That's like the yeah, thing yeah, I yeah. like the least about this deck. <laughs> Everything else I'm really into. I just yeah, don't exactly. like that situation. Yeah. Um, there aren't any additional cards. It's just standard 78. There aren't any name mm-hmm. changes, which is kind of nice. It's just like a really easy, approachable, straightforward, cool, modern looking deck. Yeah. Uh, how totally. the deck feels? Um, texture wise, it feels a little wide. Yeah. It's a little wide. It's a little wide. She's, it's, she's, she's a little wide, but it's pretty, you can hear me shuffling it. It's not difficult to shuffle, even no. though there's a bit more like width Heft. on it. <laughs> <laughs> little chonky little deck yeah uh, <laughs> but um the the deck itself just feels super modern like without trying too hard does that make sense because there are decks that label themselves like modern mm-hmm. and they feel not modern right and i feel like the creators attempt to make it feel like magical realism and like representative of latin america mm-hmm. comes through a lot in the fact that yes and we'll talk about this a little bit more in the cultural stuff but i guess we could just talk about it now yeah. it's like more than half of the cards have people who could be interpreted as people of color on it there's mm-hmm. a lot of body diversity uh, there's ability diversity. One of the cards has a person in a wheelchair just like incorporated into it with a group of people standing. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like not, it just feels very like real world-y in some yes. ways, but also still kind of magical, which I think is a really nice balance. The other thing mm-hmm. that we talked about when we mentioned this deck before is that each card has a border to make it look like it's on a cell phone. Yes. Um, and I thought that I was going to really hate that mostly because the art is so cool that I want it to be right. bigger and I like don't want there to be this big border made to look like a phone. But mm-hmm. I actually think that I think it's kind of sweet that that's like the what the goal is. And right. also because the art has all these vibrant colors in it, mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to have that space for the eye to rest around it. Though, yeah, exactly. If given the opportunity to buy one without borders, I would in a heartbeat <laughs> i think i would buy it without borders in a heartbeat just because i like decks without borders but mm-hmm. you you know me i'm a diy person who where i will cut off borders I know. if i feel like it but i'm not feeling that sort of compulsion same. to do it in this deck yeah you absolutely know like same like i'm the one who like massacred my vampire tarot like collector's item oop <laughs> item because the borders were horrendous but these borders are not like that right these borders are you know like you said they give your place an a like they give your eyes a place to rest and it kind of like frames this picture like the pictures in a world that's kind of in your world but also with that surrealism kind of outside yeah surrealism yeah that's totally right absolutely i just like i just think it's really cool Mm-hmm. I, I like and the backs lot. are lovely. I love the backs. I don't think we've talked about the backs yet, but yeah. they are gorgeous. Like the, the I pattern. Think the color choices of just like all the teals and pinks mm-hmm. and deep greens. Like it just feels like a really strong color palette. And yes. it's all the all of my favorite colors. Like the back yes. of this, I would take into a paint store and say, or a furniture store and say, I want all of my stuff to look like this. Yeah. I yeah, want all yeah. of these colors to be represented. It's like totally. a coral, a light pink, a sort of like aqua y teal, a dark, dark mm-hmm. green. It's just so, so good. Yeah. Um, other cultural stuff. So there's not a ton of like like explicit LGBTQ plus 
representation, but the four of wands does seem mm-hmm. like two women on dates, Super which is kind sexy of adorable. Dates. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, and like I said before, there's a lot of body diversity and it just feels like a very like effortlessly diverse deck, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. Yes. Um, like I said, there's no name changes. And I guess we can talk about our favorite cards. Yay! Where are mine? I, have, I thought I had two cards that were ha huh cards, but now I can't find them. So I guess oh, I didn't. That was a lie. It was a lie. <laughs> it was a lie. Uh, okay, so what are your favorite cards, Esther? Okay, I really like this Ten of Swords, especially with what we've been going through with social media lately. Yeah. I thought it was super. It's basically 10 knives stabbed into an iPad, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. So it prevents the, the. I guess that's another good point. There's not a lot of violence, even in cards yes. that are traditionally violent. And this is a really good example of it because it's all mm-hmm. the same color tone. It's like sort of like a a light royal blue background. All of these colorful right. knives stabbed into a phone. It's not like graphically violent, but you still feel the sense of kind of violence having mm-hmm. been done. But right. just to an, an action, object. right. Yeah, but yeah. to an object, yeah. not a person, which is really wonderful. Exactly. So I just thought that was especially with like conversation we've been having about like, I think reports came out about like the impact of social media and mental yeah. health recently. Like a lot of stuff's been coming out because of the pandemic. Yeah. And so I just think it's really interesting that her interpretation of the 10 of swords was this kind of card. That and it, like immediately exhausted us. Exactly. So, and just that immediate relation of like, you don't have to feel like bodily pain. It can right. also be like psychological or emotional because of a phone. So yeah, anyway. totally. I love that. I also, okay, what, I'll go to this next because I like this continuation here. Ooh, I, I don't love know if it, it was intentional. Happens. But okay, so I love this Ace of Pentacles. That's like a piggy bank with a coin I love dropping that too. in. And the I piggy think it's bank so cute. is so cute. <laughs> it's a, such a cute piggy piggy. Oh, it's so cute. It's so cute. Um, so I really like that as a card. And then as I was flipping through, just kind of checking cards, I noticed that the Seven of Pentacles has a person. Oh, yeah, with a ton of piggy banks. With a ton of piggy banks. And I just love the, the sense of, like, storing all this stuff up for rating day for right. Seven of Pentacles. Like, you're working and you're, like, put sewing money away for later. Yeah. And so this, I thought it was, like, a really neat continuation of, like, you investing your money at the Ace mm-hmm. and you kind of continuing to invest everything at the Seven. Right. And having so, done it so effectively that now you have a lot more pigs. Yes. A lot more piggies. <laughs> a lot more piggies. <laughs> so I really like that sort of, I don't know if it was intentional or not but i just love yeah that sort of me too i think it's movement. great i also really like the high priestess because this is like me on any given saturday like meditating with tarot cards and plants. some candles and plants around me oh and look so at the, the high so priestess having the yeah. tapestry behind her with all of the um pomegranate pomegranate i was gonna say yeah pistachios <laughs> uh that's wrong with yeah all the pomegranates is such a cool way to incorporate mm-hmm. the traditional imagery into like a more modern looking card she yeah. looks like she could be anybody just sitting there totally doing totally so i just thought that was a really cool adaptation of the high priestess because you know i love a good yoga meditating person and then my absolute favorite card i have i love this card immensely it's the nine of cups because of that stupid plant there i love the fucking plants the f- oh that's one of, of mine cups- too <laughs> she's like she's sitting in a big comfy looking chair yeah. in front of like kind of like a aqua wall there's a bunch of mm-hmm. terracotta pots behind her all the cups and then yeah. there's like a um a visual like lack of color for the giant plant leaves mm-hmm. so it's like kind of 
in negative space and I just love yeah. it. Why is it so it's cool? Such, this is one I of the know. ones where I was like, I want this in my house. Like just Except me too. her yeah. blown up in my house is such a cool, the Same. colors are perfect. It's just such a yeah. good card. Same. This was the exact card I was thinking of. Yeah. So. <laughs> so those are pretty much my favorite cards. I have more that I've put back just for the sake of time, but those are like my tops. Oh, cool. Top. I love the nine of cups. I totally agree yeah. with you on that. Okay, so for mine, uh, most of mine are minor arcana. The only major arcana oh. that I have is the hermit, mostly because this is how I spend my Saturdays. Okay. Esther might be sitting between two plants oh. meditating. <laughs> I am laying on my bed. <laughs> With, on your computer, on computer, watching reality TV, exactly. as we've already established. So this bedroom is a bedroom that I'm completely obsessed with also because it has kind of mm-hmm. like a woven headboard. Again, sort of the negative space of the plants and the bed. Yeah. Um, and she just looks like so comfortable and I really, really like it. And I like that mm-hmm. idea of the hermit, not necessarily just being about solitude, but about like self-care and making time for yourself. Yes. Um, yes. And then I have two tens. The 10 of pentacles is a guy sitting on a couch and he's sort of surrounded by these oh, ancestral yeah. paintings. And I really like that also because it brings mm-hmm. it from like his own achievement, which I think mm-hmm. now the 10 or the traditional 10 of cups or 10 of pentacles is very like, I've accomplished all of this for future generations. And this right, version right, right. is like, look at where I am because of the generations that came before me. Yeah, and I really, so really cool. love that. I think that's really sweet. And the people yeah. in the background are all ages. They look like relatively diverse. And it's just, I mean, it, they're all in just black and white. The so negative you can't tell. space, it's right. Negative yeah. space, but it's just so cool. And I just really like it. And yeah. then my other 10 is the 10 of cups. And this is where there's a person in a wheelchair. But look, this is another one that I would want as a print. There, oh, yes. It's all of these people. It's like five people sitting around a campfire. They all have little mugs around them. Uh-huh. They're surrounded by palm trees that have this really awesome graphic palm trees and then just a big rainbow behind them. And it's that. just like there are people who are obviously a couple. There are people who are just mm-hmm. there enjoying each other's company. And it feels very like found family or like mm-hmm. kind of like emotional stability creation. And I just think it's really cool. And the colors are just chef's kiss. Perfect. (laughs) Yes. I also really love the two of wands again, because the color is great. It's like a deep, deep teal. The other reason that I love it is that it's a, it's basically a point of view image of somebody basically booking travel for themselves. And there's two candles Uh on the side of their laptop or of their computer. And I just love that for a two of wands. And especially Mm -hmm. right now when like all I want to do is travel and I'm still trying to not because of COVID reasons, like the idea of the two of wands being some planning something and being Mm -hmm. so hopeful about it is like really beautiful. And the colors are great. And again, negative space for those succulents on the shelf. It's just Mm -hmm. such an effective use of color. Yeah. Oh, and I put back the three of wands and it's basically them on the vacation. Oh, yeah. So there's the continuation. And yeah. So there's like some some connection with the cards here. Like, look at that jacuzzi. Oh, yeah. That jacuzzi That's so cool. Oh, look at the plants, too. Oh, and my look gosh. At the, the, yeah, it's just perfect. So anyway, so that was like a continuation. I'm glad that that card came up for me because I was like, dang it. I put it back. Why'd you put it back? Yeah. <laughs> and then my final favorite card, and I think this one might be my actual literal. Well, probably not. But I do love it a ton is the Queen of mm-hmm. Cups. And it's this woman like sort of laying out on a beach under an umbrella and she's reading and there's like a dolphin jumping in the background. And it Mm -hmm. feels so like, you know, that feeling when you're sitting in the sun and having a really peaceful day where you feel like Uh everything has been accomplished almost. Like I just feel so peaceful and happy and you want to like 
stay there forever. That's what this brought through for me. And I really oh. like it as the Queen of Cups also because she's like a curvier body. And yes. I feel like the cups aren't often given that. I feel like that's more of like a mm-hmm. pentacle thing. Um, right. But she just feels like such a Taurus. <laughs> just yes, very much so. so yes. <laughs> So between her and the hermit, it's like how I like to spend my time. How you like to spend your time. (laughs) I just think it's such a good deck. I'm way, first of all, I did not know what to expect and I like it more than I ever thought that I could. Totally. Totally. Because I, you know, it's just a surprise when you randomly stumble into a deck that you're like, oh, this is really cool. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes. And I didn't, I hadn't seen anything on social media about it no, or anything. Yeah, so it's exactly. like truly a surprise. So I'm really, yes, really happy same. that I got it. Me too. Um, cool. So now we have to do our relationship with the decks. Oh, my one ha card is the two of cups. Oh, yes. I remembered what it was. So okay, the two okay. of cups to me, well, so it's a group of people sitting in a theater together. And the only two mm-hmm. people that have color are a man and a woman who are sitting in separate rows and both looking at their phones. But they're like within a theater surrounded by other people. Uh And so my ha for that is if the two of cups meaning is the same as the writer Wade Smith, I think that they should be sitting together. Uh Uh-huh. But I was thinking maybe the meaning of them both being on their phones is that they have this intense shared interest that they're still sharing, even though they don't, even though they're not together yet. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. It's just a little bit of a ha card. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense as a ha card. As in the book. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too, if there was a artistic description. Yeah, let's check for the two of cups. Uh, oh, new romance, new romance. That's probably why. Okay. okay. It says, the two of cups represents harmony, peace, partnerships, and love. In relationships, the card signifies a deeper commitment in an existing relationship. The two of cups also predicts new romance and strong passions, which may be all-consuming just now. So the all-consuming is probably where Would that's be coming them, from, because they're like, yeah. in a movie theater, but absorbed in their phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. It just okay. is a little bit of a ha huh, because that's not usually how I interpret right. it. Right. Yeah, especially the artistic, like, first impression yeah, is a little bit totally. different. Yeah. But still, the colors, the people, it's just so good. <laughs> yes. All right. So, pulling cards for our relationship with the deck. Oh, well, I accidentally pulled two, so we're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> the magician and the eight of cups. The magician oh. looks like a hacker. Yeah. Basically. And the eight of cups is, it looks like someone that's going to go out and go shopping. Ooh. Oh, I love, look at that green. It's just such I love the jumpsuit. Person. Look at that fucking jumpsuit. Oh, <laughs> that heartbeat. Give me that jumpsuit. <laughs> Give me that jumpsuit. I'm so angry about it. And it I got the ace of swords. Ooh, that's so cool. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Awesome. Well, good job, Juanita. It is amazing. Yeah. I'm super yes, into it's it. So lovely. Yeah like it and that's our show don't forget to send us any of your questions you can find our contact information at wildlytarot.com including a form with which to submit questions uh this happened a couple times last week if you want to collaborate on something we have a separate form for that so email us if you have a deck or a book that you want to review or to be interviewed about or whatever and we'll send you the form rather than submitting it through the question answering question asking section because stuff gets a little bit lost there yes and also tell your friends about us and rate and review us. It helps us grow, and we really appreciate it. We're almost up to some sort of, like, 100 reviews. Is it 100 or 200? I think we're almost – no, I think we are at 100. I don't know. Review us. We love it. But only if it's five yeah. stars. Otherwise, I'm not interested. 
<laughs> Setting boundaries already. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community if Facebook still exists, if any of these things still exist, <laughs> by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And as always, please remember that if any social media sites do go down, we do have a Discord. Yes, that's so true. So you can click our Discord link in the show notes and you'll be taken to our discord server where you can chat with us um kind of it's not like directly but we have lots of cool rooms and places to hang out so come and we're there there. sometimes i just sometimes forget about i check in i check in there every couple every days just because i check facebook a couple every every yeah every couple days exactly exactly (laughs) social media is exhausting yeah so (laughs) so yes (laughs) and we also have merch on our in in a red bubble shop where you can get tarot certifications for however many bullshittery hours you want to have under your belt and you can find it all in our Redbubble shop yes you can and remember go forth and tarot wildly this week we love, we love you, you so much so much <laughs> <laughs> almost as much as we love reality tv show <laughs>